By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Have you seen the slash? Made by users for users. Engineered for flavor. One of the coolest features around. A built-in loading tool. Learn more at www.stonesmiths.ca. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. Back chatting with my good friend David Wiley from the OZ. You can find them uh, online at OkanaganZ.com and on Twitter at Okanagan Z. Uh, David, great to chat with you once again. Uh, sorry we couldn't chat last week, but uh, feeling much better and uh, excited to explore the world of cannabis news with you. I missed you. What else <laughs> is there you. to say? I missed you. Thank you. Thank you. That is very nice to say. I really appreciate uh, that uh, compliment. And, you know, while we waited to uh, to get back on the air, big news was certainly continuing to happen in the cannabis industry. And this is kind of along the lines of uh, something that you and I talked about in our top five stories of 2020 was kind of, uh, you know, downsizing for some companies and merging uh, for other companies. This seems to be a bit of a trend in the cannabis space right now. And uh, now uh, Alcana, which is Nova Cannabis, is, is involved in this next story. Yeah, you bet. Uh, it's amazing how that happens when you watch an industry that you can start to see what direction it's headed. In this case, Alcana and YSS Corp are merging into what's going to be one of the largest retail cannabis chains in Canada. The deal's valued at about $130 million, and together they'll have a combined 53 retail locations in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Ontario. And there's nine more stores under construction. This new company is going to be called Nova Cannabis. Uh, and that said, it looks like they're going in a bit of a different direction. About 80% of the stores are going to be rebranded as something called Value Buds. And Alcana board member Darren Karasiak is going to be leading as CEO. He also worked for Aurora and Medrelief, so not new to the industry. Uh, he says that their mission is to be disruptive and to provide discount prices. He says that they're going to be lower than those offered by both the illicit market and current legal retailers. Uh, key to the strategy is going to be their location, so getting commercial space where uh, what they call value shoppers live and work. Now, this has been tested. Alcana says that its recent pilot project converting several Nova cannabis stores to a discount banner was successful and that average sales in that move actually increased over 250%. So they say that they're pretty confident of similar success. Uh, value buds, I mean, is this going to be like the Kmart for cannabis consumers? I don't know. Well, and l listen, that sort of uh, marketing has been there in any kind of industry. I mean, you can buy really expensive beer or you can buy, 
you know, the, the, the cheap variety that's out there. The, you know, when, when I first moved to Alberta, I could buy club beer for $5 a six pack. Talk about like bottom of the barrel value. Um, but every industry has that right. High end cars, low end. And, and this is, this is something I think that was just kind of just evolutionary for the cannabis industry to start seeing this. And as you mentioned, they did uh, kind of test this, dip their toes in, a, in with some of these stores. And obviously news of this was good because Alcana share shot up 19.7% uh, on the uh, TSX on Monday. So I, listen, I think there's room for this specifically out there. There is a consumer. Uh, now you know that this is the type of store where you're going to find, you know, and, and but you got to have your expectations lowered with, you know, value. But if you want to get that really awesome cushy perfect stuff you're going to go to these stores to pay for it a little bit more i think this is just a a natural occurrence in this industry david yeah i mean there's a lot of products on the market now too and we've been seeing this trend with value brands so your cheaper ounces uh that have appeared on the market and we've also been seeing these recent mergers and acquisitions and acquisitions and that includes you know high tides acquisition of metagrowth corp uh, Fire and Flowers acquisition of Friendly Stranger. So uh, this is something that uh, we're just going to be seeing a lot of, and not only in Canada, but across countries as the industry grows and evolves globally. I would uh, agree. And, uh, you know, I, I don't expect to see, you know, more value shops than, than some of the other ones, but I still think we'll start to see it pop up a little bit more. And, and I think it's something that certainly we uh, probably need in this uh, industry as well. We also need, uh, when it comes to the kind of the global industry, is the U.S. We need the Americans on board with legalization. Uh, you know, Wednesday was an incredible day uh, to watch, you know, the transformation of a country that was in the, you know, the, the grips of uh, terror uh, to now uh, a lot of hope. And, and there is hope that legalization comes with that in, in some form because that is going to, you know, that's the one thing I spoke with John Fowler of Blaze Ventures this week who founded Seven Acres is when the U.S. gets on board federally, there's going to be a lot of other countries that follow suit because like it or not, the U.S. does lead a lot of uh, industry and business trends. You know, not not they're not the leader probably, but uh, they do move it. They move the needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They're a very influential country, of course. Uh, and, and, you know, I was watching some of uh, the the pomp and the process yesterday, and uh, it was like a dawning of a new day. You know, I really enjoyed Lady Gaga's rendition of the U.S. National Anthem. I thought that was uh, striking and uh, emotional, which is probably how a lot of people felt. And, you know, for cannabis, too, the future in America looks uh, optimistic and promising. Uh, President Joe Biden's already been setting the framework. Uh while he has been criticized for his record of support for punitive cannabis laws, um, you know, we shouldn't forget those kinds of backgrounds. Like most politicians, Biden's views have shifted with public opinion. And he said that he'll be pursuing decriminalization, medical legalization, and also expungements of past cannabis use convictions. So, you know, where do we go from here? Like, uh, what's the next step? Analysts are saying that the current makeup of the U.S. government, uh, with that makeup now, there's actually a narrow path to cannabis reform. And the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, or the MORE Act, which we've been hearing a lot about, is likely to be the first piece of the puzzle to move forward. Now, will the Democratic-controlled House 
passed it in early December, which we talked about, it was instantaneously killed in the Senate. So that means it's going to need to be reintroduced, uh, but has a really good chance of passing after the Georgia runoff flipped the Senate. So there's big changes happening in politics and with recreational legalization sprouting up in 15 states, there's also this massive lobbying power uh, and financing at the Capitol. So that's increased substantially. Cannabis seems to have support with both the Democrats and the Republicans. You know, if one thing's clear, times are changing. And you're seeing the writing on the wall. Producers here in Canada have been setting the framework to operate in the U.S. when the timing is right. Well, it seems to be that sort of, uh, you know, perfect storm of uh, you you have that uh, public uh, swell of support uh, that maybe isn't as high as it, it, you know, I think it peaked in the, for some reason in the 90s or the, the, the late 90s, 2000 at some point, but, you know, it may have dipped a little bit, but not certainly what it was before. You still have people wanting this from, you know, the, the public side. And then you're now you're going to get the pressure on the other side from the business side, the taxation side. We've seen, uh, you know, already the predictions that were being made about New York State and everybody around them is legalized and they want to get into that. So you have that perfect storm of public pressure, uh, uh, industry, financial uh, business pressure. Um, it's it's going to get there in some form. And, and listen, I th- have to think that. You know, when Joe Biden was was deciding on his running mate and, and they had the conversation, I would like to think that uh, Kamala Harris said, OK, I, I'm coming on board. Here's one of my have to. And, and we've got to get working on uh, some sort of legalization, because I don't think he was really as on board as legalization as much as cri- decriminalization. And maybe she can push him forward to that legalization, uh, I guess, kind of at least conversation. Right. Yeah, it's a very different framework. And it's interesting. I mean, Harris is also the sponsor of the Moore Act in the Senate, <clears throat> very active in the push, um, particularly when it comes to social justice issues that cannabis becomes legalized. And um, these expungements happen too. Biden has also been putting people in place uh, in the, the health department there federally uh, that are pro-cannabis, that are interested in um, legalization and seeing medical access expand. So these are a lot of different pieces on the chessboard overall uh, that are going to make changes when it comes to the future of the plant. Yeah, around the planet, uh, for sure, as as we talked about the U.S. being one of those leaders. Okay, this next story that we're going to talk about is, is probably the story I'm, I'm most excited uh, so far in, in 2021. You know, we've got a, a few only shows under our, our belt here in the new year, but you know, this is a, a wonderful story because we're talking about CBD, uh, you know, a, a cannabinoid in the uh, a cannabinoid in uh, the uh, cannabis plant that people know about, and and you're hearing that it can help with this, it can help with this. Well, um, this university in Australia has found some wonderful results when it comes to CBD. And, you know, I, I, I was telling a friend, like, you know, killing bacteria like they're Ghostbusters, man. They're just getting rid of them and blowing <laughs> them apart. So this is exciting stuff. And, and this is the stuff I love to hear about when it comes to research and legalization on the plant. I wonder if January is too early to call a potential story of the year. Um, you know, is CBD the next antibiotic really is the question here. And a breakthrough study that could lead to the first new class of antibiotics for resistant bacteria 
in 60 years. Now, synthetic CBD has been shown for the first time to kill the bacteria responsible for gonorrhea, meningitis, and Legionnaire's disease. Mm. Uh, the Institute for Molecular Bioscience out of the University of Queensland in Australia, boy, they've been doing so much amazing research at, uh, at this university in Australia, uh, shows that research a research collaboration between IMB's Center for Superbug Solutions and Botanics Pharmaceuticals Limited has led to this discovery. Now, CBD, of course, is the main non-psychoactive component of the cannabis plant, and uh, they've found that it can penetrate and kill a wide range of bacteria. Uh, this is the first time that CBD has been shown to kill some types of gram-negative bacteria. They have this like outer uh, membrane that uh, that makes it you, uh, it's an additional line of defense that makes it harder for antibiotics to penetrate. And that's according to associate professor Mark Blaskovich. And it's found that actually CBD can kind of blow that apart and burst the outer cell membranes um, in something that seems to be very effective. Australia should mention, because it's weirdly interesting, uh, seems to have some kind of, you know, uh, an interest in this kind of uh, antibiotic uh on the continent, gonorrhea is actually the second most common sexually transmitted infection, and there's no longer a single reliable antibiotic to treat it because the bacteria is really good at developing resistance. So a little bit of self-interest there in seeing this move forward. Well, if it helps with the gonorrhea problem that they have and leads to more like, you know, meningitis, legionnaires, as you're talking about, it's just... Uh, yeah. it's so amazing because you know, this is just like kind of the tip of the iceberg with this. So it's just, it's phenomenal. And, and I think the thing that's most exciting is how you mentioned earlier that, you know, th we're going back to the 1960s when it comes to new antibiotics and this could be an absolute game changer. So you have CBD. Well, then you're going to start really diving into CBC not the TV show uh, station, but they have some great products. But CBG is out there, uh, you know, and, and then we start looking at all these other uh, entities and, and, you know, who really, who knows? It, it's so amazing. And this is the start of more research. Um, and, you know, the, also that, you know, there, there's, this is this is also fairly early because they have to, like, I love the one quote that's, you know, we think that the cannabinoid kills bacteria by bursting the outer cell membranes, but we don't know yet exactly how it does that and need to do further research. So it shows you how exciting they are right now. And they haven't even figured out the, the, the kind of the how they just, the, you know, the, the, or the why they just know how it happens. Right. So, so much exciting yeah. stuff with this and, and more to come. And you're right. These guys have been knocking it out of the park for a while. They have. It's amazing to me that this kind of discovery isn't something that was made, uh, you know, with a, a plant discovered deep in some cave or uh, deep in the middle of the forest, some root that they accidentally stumbled upon. This is cannabis here. Right. It's been in front of our face for so long, and yet it's taken these kinds of changes uh, in order to do this research. So it just makes me wonder what else we've been missing for all these years of prohibition. Yeah, like uh, maybe Indiana Jones should have been just uh, researching the cannabis plant <laughs> instead of going all over the place looking for things, right? It's been right in our face all along. So I like, I really like it that analogy. It would have made a duller movie, though. Yeah, it definitely would have. <laughs> we could still have the rock thing, the rock rolling at him and stuff. But you're right, it would have been a duller movie. But it is amazing to think that, 
you know, we are, we're always searching for something and you, you know, hear about these rare things that you find. And, and this, like you said, has been right in front of our face the whole time. So hopefully this means we're getting smarter at things and, and, and take a little bit more simpler approach of our surroundings. But speaking of your surroundings in your neck of the woods, there is one company that we've been able to talk about a lot on a positive light and not always companies that we feature in these stories are are in a, a positive light because there's been some highs and lows but Valens is one company that to me uh, seems to be able to, you know, whether it's reading the tea leaves or the cannabis leaves and pivoting or, <laughs> or you know, doing what they need to do. But they seem to be, you know, almost a step ahead and, and always looking at that curve ahead of them. You bet. There are a lot of cannabis companies here in the Okanagan. Valens is one of the few that's actually on the TSX. They are a, a global company and they've been having an amazing, successful run but here's an example of no company in this industry that's been able to keep itself immune from the peaks and valleys. So Valens Company announced this week that it took a strategic hit. Um, you know, still it expects the move to pave the way for a profitable 2021. But they analyzed Canadian cannabis market trends, and that included the the anticipated increase in outdoor cannabis volumes and overall decline in in pricing for dried cannabis. Uh, they looked at the strong success of uh, their value priced product offerings with their partners, and uh, also they looked at the near term launch of several new product formats um, that are really looking at leveraging strain and terpene specific profiles. Uh, and decided to liquidate the majority of their cannabis oil inventories at market clearing prices in the fourth quarter of 2020. So it's a decision that led to a one-time financial statement impact of between nine and $10 million. And that includes the loss from the sale of the bulk cannabis oil and also an inventory write down. But they expect that this is actually going to help them to become one of the lowest cost cannabis platforms uh, and will also help it drive future growth. So like you said, reading the tea leaves and trying to figure out what the trends in the industry are and how they can capitalize on that, even if it means a you know short-term loss for long-term gain. So what this means for Valens is that they can now rebuild their inventory with targeted strains of dried cannabis that are sourced at uh, you know lower price points as outdoor grows continue. It also means that the company can kind of reset and better align their catalog of strains and their inventory, um, you know, with different product portfolios and just offer a broader range. So it's an interesting pivot. And I guess it's probably better to be pivoting ahead of time than being behind the curve. So that seems to be what we're seeing here from uh, this company. Well, it's, you know, it's the kind of, there's a, a saying rather, you know, you'd, you'd rather make the choice to pivot than be forced to pivot. Because if you're being forced to pivot, you probably should have did it, uh, you know, way, way earlier when you can make the decision. Okay. And, and, you know, be able to leverage it a little bit with what they already have, you know, selling off what they have and, and moving to this. So at least they are kind of in control of their, their future instead of being forced to do it. And, you know, this is just, you know, an, another company that's trying to look at, try and stay ahead of, uh, you know, the, 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 the peaks or the, the valleys rather and, and stay with the peaks. Right. And that's unfortunately yeah. a lot harder to do, uh, especially in such a new industry. 
there's a lot of peaks and valleys. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I, I really respect from Valens is that I've had the chance to try some of their products and they're all, almost always great. Um, you know, Summit 10 iced tea just recently reviewed and there's no taste of cannabis and no smell. And that's something that we've talked about before where, you know, even companies that say, well, it's tasteless, there's always a little hint. And this is the first product I've tried where there's no hint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they have to stay away from the word taste and, and use the word flavor because there's always a taste to something, right? Like, so it's kind of a, but as long as they're, they're not, you know, if, if you're telling me it doesn't have a flavor, okay, that's good. You know, it's, you know, there's going to be a taste of something. Just make sure that they're, that cannabis flavor, and unless that's what you really like isn't you know that's that i think that's what the consumer wants. they just don't want that cannabis flavor you know even even water right you know you you but but the, the you know, there's some sort of taste but the the just the um, amount of uh um i guess uh variety when it comes to the drinks now and you talked about that iced tea and i'm a big fan of that base camp iced tea um you know it's the same company so i'm really excited about mm -hmm. this new one and the drops that are out there and the oils well you can do everything on your own instead of buying the prepackaged. don't get me wrong uh for convenience sake i love grabbing an edible if i'm heading out and doing something but if i'm at if you're at home with some of the drops that they have now with some of the oils you can do a lot of your own stuff save a lot of money and know exactly what you're putting into it and that's it you, we think about trends and we look at where things are going which is what a lot of companies need to be doing right now in the cannabis sector to avoid those valleys. Mm -hmm. And the future of cannabis as we continue along legalization is going to be the service industry side. So you think about restaurants that are going to be able to cater with um, cannabis infused meals or uh, cannabis lounges where they can serve cannabis infused drinks. So when we look at uh, removing the flavor of cannabis so that you can serve it in a way where you can't even tell that that's what it is, it's just a mocktail basically, or you know, a, a wonderful bowl of spaghetti, then we're going in places where the industry has yet to go uh, before it's even been there. So we can only hope that maybe they're not too far out of the curve here. You're right. And, and I don't know, like, listen, I love uh, terpenes. I mean, I just, I cleaned my, uh, my volcano hybrid uh, today and got a new bag. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's like when you, you clean out your bong or something like that, that first uh, hit that you take, you, you, it's like rediscovering terpenes again. So when I talk about flavor, flavor if, yeah, if you can bring some of that flavor into a drink, I think that would be kind of cool. The same kind of taste and things like you get when you, when you vape or things like that, but just that straight, uh, plant taste I think is what we want to avoid terpene flavor I'm all for I don't know I don't I'm certainly not a mad scientist I don't know how the production side works and how you all do that but that's the great thing that we have to look forward to is these new things and these new discoveries and these new ways which may be old ways of creating great product yeah cannabis 3.0 they say so perhaps this is part of it Exactly. And you know, Valens will be leading the way in your neck of the woods when they do. David, thank you so much for uh, joining me again. It was great to chat with you uh, once again. You can check out the OZ online at OkanaganZ.com and find them on Twitter at OkanaganZ. Have a great weekend, David. We'll chat next Monday. You too, my friend.